0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a Paradox.
1: Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox, and I am Jimbo.
2: And don't be turned off by the title of this show. We Josh came up the, with it. We don't
1: even know what the is going to be. It
2: always goes with whatever you say, yeah. and then we never get back to changing it, and sometimes it sounds like a constipation medication.
1: Wisdom in midlife. For, is even for anybody not
2: constipation good. that would not It's not a page churner However it
1: all about flash and pizzazz
2: zero substance I care nothing about substance. He's like pizzazz.
1: Robin Williams in Aladdin. <laughs> dun, 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 uh, you ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> Can your friend do this? <laughs> Can your friend do, do, do Have you seen the live action?
2: I've seen no
1: live actions.
2: That's crazy. You have not seen the live action Lion you, King?
1: You take all my kids to all the live action. I can't. And then I'm gonna like, I'm not going to sit down and watch it by myself. Oh, you should. Nah, I'm good.
2: I know it, Oh, The circle lies. Scar?
1: And it moves us on. The bad guy
2: lion? Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the best movie villains ever. Nope. Silence of the Lambs. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> and when you look at that movie and it dawns on you that nothing, the animals, the clouds, the trees, the blades, there's nothing actually filmed. It's phenomenal.
1: Surely there was something filmed.
2: Mm -mm. It's all computer. No. Everything. Computers can't do that. They do everything. Hmm. They compute numbers. It's crazy what computers do today.
1: Wow. So they can even calculate for you?
2: Mm -hmm. So it's very, very good. So what we were saying was how boring the title is, and yet a very interesting topic. I think it's an important topic. In that it came up at a Bible study of yours. Yeah. So we're all a, a few years shy of 40. So, we're... A young pup, because I just (laughs) turned 60.
1: Oh my, you are an
2: old pup. I can say, what a young pup.
1: You could say that to a 50-year-old.
2: And this was five or six years ago, when, as a former youth minister, I I saw on Facebook that a former youth turn 50.
1: You have former youths, youths that
2: are 58. Now. Yeah. Because it's just weird because when you're a young youth minister, you're not that much older than the yeah. youth you're actually messing with. Youths. I think we're <laughs> dreading getting into this very boring topic.
1: Hey, hey, this is my topic. So a lot of times Jimbo takes the lead and that's why our show is as successful as it is. We're breathe. reaching the five or six people that we are because the Jimbo leads mm-hmm. and Today was my topic, and so I'm running point.
2: It's all yours, baby.
1: Jimbo is in the passenger seat.
2: Just along for the ride. And so
1: there is some anxiety, I don't know if you hear it in my voice, but some anxiety to actually step out and lead in the podcast.
2: This very boring topic. (laughs) I think people figured it was your lead when they heard, what was it again? Wisdom in midlife. Yeah, that, when they heard that. They were yeah, that's not Jimbo.
1: If you're 35, 40, 45, I mean you are smack dab, sorry if I offended you 35 year olds, in the middle of midlife. And it's not necessarily something that I think a lot of us cognitively are aware of, but I think emotionally it it just starts to, we have young kids and we're, Working to not just establish our career because we did that in our 20s but really kind of maybe rise up the ranks or in management to then set yourself up in your 50s and 60s and where you want to be and so there's there's a lot of work and stress and family and sports and bedtimes and diapers and it's like all of life right thus far my 40 years i've been looking forward to what my life was going to be when i have a job and married and kids and really when you're older you're like papa when in his 90s you're looking back on that time and remembering when i'm in that time Mm -hmm. and it's like
2: "Mm." (laughs) it's exhausting (laughs) The good time, the good old days are exhausting.
1: Yes, but I'm like smack dab in midlife, what we're calling it, but smack dab in the middle of what you everybody looks forward to and then what everybody looks back at. And it's it's a weird feeling because there is this question of, is this it? Like many of you listeners, like you, you love your spouse and you love your kids and you have a fantastic life, but you didn't necessarily in dreaming about this – you didn't, or at least I didn't, I'll speak for myself, you didn't think about all the stress, mm-hmm. and you didn't think about the sleepless nights, and you didn't think about um, your husband uh, snoring and kicking you out of bed, and and you didn't think about all the... the
2: you p- kicked Katie out of bed?
1: Yeah. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Moira. The phone's still on. <laughs> What's that reference?
2: Uh, clear, and clear and present danger. Yeah. Danger. Well. <laughs> Hang up the phone, phone, (laughs) Oh, Lord.
1: That was my best whatever that guy's name voice is. Anyway, it's depressing, and I don't know if I would fully say, but I know a lot of us might, but I think all of us come close to saying midlife isn't necessarily all that you dreamt because you only dreamt about the positives as a kid. And when you look back at 90, you're only going to think about the, when you're sitting in midlife. It's not all that it's really cracked up to be. And I think that's why it's a thing. People talk about midlife and you go get the convertible and you, you know, you go and you have affairs and you do all these other things. I think it's a thing because it's a thing. And I think it's important to talk about that. Because there's some, and we'll get to solutions obviously later, but there's some level of acceptance that while it's not the perfect world you dreamt, there's a lot of beauty and there's a lot of goodness in this life I think it's
2: called midlife crisis because to your point, everyone in that stage of life is so busy. There is no time for contemplation. So it's just, you know, it's the tyranny of the urgent where every waking nanosecond of that person's life is consumed with doing urgent things, taking kids and going and doing and that you don't take time to ponder the important things. And so when it does sneak up on you, when it blindsides you, then It does sort of become, it sneaks up and it surprises people. And it does become a crisis. Like, good Lord, how did I get here? What am I going to do? Who am I? Where am I? Where is this? Have
1: I made a difference?
2: Yeah, it does become a crisis if it takes you by surprise. Yeah. Uh, The deal is, and your kind of point today, is, it shouldn't really take us by surprise.
1: And when we start that freak out, we like go to the worst common denominator of ourselves. We also revert back to like this childlike state with girlfriends or uh, fancy fast cars and it's something else our guys group jokes about is when our wives maybe go out of town for the weekend we like turn into the worst versions of ourselves we stay up too late and you order a pizza at 2 a.m and cigars yes and it's like that's terrible and you walk away the next day feeling
2: really bad (laughs) that was so much (coughs) fun yeah
1: exactly (laughs) But it's like, that's kind of what happens in midlife with this freakout. We kind of turn into the, if we don't prepare for it, talk about it, accept it, we kind of turn into the worst version of ourselves, and we really make some decisions that have super lasting impact.
2: Mm-hmm. And again, talk—you know we talk about wisdom in midlife. There's a reason, by the way, people call it youthful indiscretions. You know, people will just say, boy, did I do some stupid stuff when I was a kid. It's true, because... Children, And that's why using children in politics is so insanely inane. And I don't care what side of the aisle. It's just, you know, these children spout, you know, children will lead us. And the wisdom of children, children don't have wisdom. Children can't. Now, they can read a prompter and they can say what they're told to say, but they have no wisdom. Wisdom only can be achieved through time. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is having learned this by having lived and you can't do that when you're young. People say this all the time. And now that I'm a few years past 40, you know, I I will say now that man, if I had the body of a 24 year old and my brain today, let's go do this again because you can't get this brain without having lived that many decades. And so Wisdom is something that kind of, again, sort of creeps up on you that you start learning that maybe the way I used to view the world, the way I used to view relationships, the way I used to view God, you know, people tend to mellow a little when they get older because they're not nearly as sort of fanatical and because they've they've learned. Maybe there's a different way. I, I know when I first started in ministry, everything was black and white. Everything was black and white. It was right or wrong, good, bad. And I've since learned that black or white thinking is a cognitive distortion. There's quite a bit of gray involved in things. And when you admit that there is some gray in things, it tends to allow us to be less judgmental.
1: And ultimately, you know, wisdom, as you kind of describe what it is, in midlife is having the right perspective the psychology in midlife is this feeling trapped wanting freedom not liking previous choices like oh why did i get into this career i've got to radically change it and do something different fear of like is this it you know is this all that there's going to be and is is life all that it's cracked up to be and wisdom is is really zooming out having a third person point of view of the situation and not being sucked into all those feelings yes
2: in the original tim burton's batman never rub another man's rhubarb who was that jack nicholson jack, yeah, i couldn't yeah. come up with his name come on the joker jack nicholson
1: 1989 in the, my vhs man i wore that thing out
2: his movie is good as it gets that was the whole point of that movie is he's walking out of his psychiatrist office Maybe and he's, all these people are sitting there gets. and he goes hey what if this is as good as it gets? Say your best, Jack. That's it. I don't. That's do pretty it. terrible. I don't do, Jack. But that was his point. Hey, you know we're all working. But what if this is as good as it gets?
1: And that, if we don't have the proper perspective, can be kind of depressing. But zooming out, in proverbs like the beginning of uh, or wisdom is uh, fear of the Lord. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. If we have that right perspective we zoom out and actually understand through through god's lenses that there's purpose to this life that it's not just this spinning of our wheels and actually getting nowhere in life and doing the same job and coming home and bathing our kids if we have that zoomed out perspective the fear of the lord understanding this higher purpose then there's true beauty in what if this is as good as it gets
2: yes and when you're 90, you, you look back that. and you go, man, that was so great. Yep. That was so amazing. I mean, I couldn't even, as a woodsman, carve floating shelves because the kids kept coming in and disturbing me. He's talking about a current problem with me. I'm trying to
1: build floating shelves for Katie. Because you're a woodsman. <laughs> that's what I call myself. I know that's not right, but I told Katie I need four days, no kid distractions
2: to make this happen. Yeah, I over the there. you're in the little lean-to. <laughs> you've got a circular saw. And and Ruthie just comes up, puts her arm around your waist. How you doing? Just fibers flying all over, wood shavings. Good times. I don't
1: appreciate that now in midlife. But I, I certainly will. If we get sucked down, if we get sucked down in the fear and being trapped in the questions of, is this as good as it gets, and that's a terrible thought, then we start making selfish decisions and we just leave relationships in our wake. So that's like the worst case scenario of midlife. But having the proper perspective can change everything.
2: Solutions. Well, and we've done a whole entire show on this. But when you have perspective, and that's the problem, it's called the fog of war for a reason. When you're in the midst of it, it's very hard to have perspective. Perspective presupposes that you have some distance. And can then turn around and look back, which is why most, not most, a lot of people struggle with having personal insight. They have a hard time getting out of themselves in their own way that they view things as being absolutely correct, turn around and look at themselves and with any level of objectivity. But that's what empathy is. Empathy is, to your point, you know, people will do something stupid, but it's like, well, I get why people might do something. So it's a really bad choice. I see this all the time. You know, a kid walks in and he's smoking weed and it's like, well, okay, that's not good. You know, smoking marijuana, especially for a teenager is going to screw your brain up for the rest of your life as your brain is still forming. Not a good decision, but I get why you're doing it. I can see your point of view. 90% of women who get an abortion, you don't get any more pro-life than me. However, I get it. I understand where you're coming from, and it's that empathy. It's that understanding. It doesn't mean you change your opinions of right and wrong, but it tends to help us get down off our high horse because we can understand where other people's thoughts and motivations.
1: For me, the solution, first of all, is acceptance. Acceptance that this is what midlife looks like. It's like every other stage. You thought in middle school, high school was going to be perfect. And then you got to high school and you understand all the problems of that. And you thought, no, if I just get to college, then life then. will be good. And then college has stressors and its downsides and acceptance. And you're not alone. You're, if you're sitting there and you're just na- maybe for the very first time going, yeah, that is how I've been feeling, although I haven't had the words for it, get in line. Like all of us at this stage in our life are feeling and thinking at some level, feeling and thinking this same thing, and it's okay. All we have to do is start with just accepting that this is our reality. And then it's seeking to try to find the beauty in -hmm. this reality. And I think potentially one of the best things to do is... Think about 40 years from now, 50 years from now, when you're on your deathbed, is that convertible going to truly matter? Are all the different girlfriends truly going to matter? Is the want for more money and the CEO position, if you ask any person that's on their deathbed, all they want is relationship. Papa, what, when he was discussing how he wanted his funeral to be, it wasn't, I don't want to talk about my career. I don't want to, I want this to be about family.
2: As everybody. Yeah. To a person. And I know when someone's in midlife, it seems like all around them is sinking sand. That what they thought was good and and what they were shooting for, and now it's hollow, and now I need to readjust, and I need to rethink everything I've ever thought. It comes down to, as many things do, if we're going to be black or white, this is one thing to be black or white about, and that is God's word remains a constant. When your life is a storm, there is one true north, and that is the word of God. And when he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, don't lean on your own understanding. It doesn't make sense, and you do doubt, but don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct you. Yeah, I tell people when they're coming in for therapy, all will time, like, okay, here's the deal. Here's your job. Your job is to seek first the kingdom of God. In His righteousness, and all these things you're worried about, He promises that He will take care of it in His time, timing, and according to His will. So, if we can take a deep breath and just say, "Okay, this is this is what faith is. Faith is stepping out or holding the course when I have doubts, and when I am confused, and when I am being bombarded with with other voices." Uh, I will choose to listen and believe the voice of truth.
1: So trust, seek the Lord, acceptance. The last thing I would say, if you're feeling these feelings, is use it as an opportunity. Right In these feelings, we can make ridiculous choices, terrible choices. We can also just sit on our couches and be apathetic. Mm Mm-hmm. If check out if you're having these feelings use it as an opportunity to actually reinvest go on a date with your wife or go on a date with your kids go on a trip with your wife get involved in a ministry at church and this isn't absolutely is not a get more busy type talk but use it as an opportunity to invest in your current existence your current kids your current job your current wife uh, and what you'll find is as this Storm psychological storm of midlife lessons, you're going to be able to look back and not have the relationship upheaval that you would have had if you just kind of freaked out and did crazy things.
2: And be purposeful. Yeah, you know, I remember at the, at the end of the, of the Jetsons where he's walking Astro and then the little treadmill gets around and then he's, he's on it and he, he can't get up and he screams Jane, stop this crazy thing. There comes a point in time where we need to stop this crazy thing. And I mean, talking about being purposeful, you go with your wife for three days, and I don't care where, and I don't care how, what soccer game you miss. Because you're going to see somewhere around ten to 20,000 soccer games and dance recitals. Missing one for the sake of your life and your relationship is worth it. To have some perspective, at some point, the noise has to stop which is the whole point of a Sabbath that we have absolutely flushed down the toilet. We don't have a Sabbath anymore. It is 24-7, seven days a week. There's no rest.
1: You're, you're hitting too close to home. You need to stop talking about
2: the Sabbath. Can I get an amen?
1: yeah I'm not really good at it. Okay. So,
2: so getting away, having some silence, being able to think and contemplate without a constant barrage.
1: I've always wanted to be a news anchor and...
2: Get it's my, just in
1: no get my papers together at the end of the show
2: if you want any more
1: information about this
2: uh I, surely i told the story of kerc with me and brian reynolds sports with Jim shorts you know, that was kpsn mm,
1: there's so many
2: that there was just the two of us mm-hmm. and one of us would be in the studio and the other in the little um behind the glass you'd be behind the glass and it would be news time and we would put on this music like, you know, it's time now for K E R C update news. I'm Jimmy Myers and Brian from the room, I'm Brian Reynolds, and here are today's top stories. And then it would be there there's going to be a birthday party at the Kokomo Community Center this <laughs> afternoon and fried okra and uh cheese puffs Were you will you making be served. That up? No, this was actually okay. the news that was compiled for us to read. Okay. And the, he would put on a helicopter sound effect, and I would say, we're going to go now to Brian Reynolds live in the sky with KERC traffic update. Brian, he would say, Jim, there is there is a dog. There's a dead dog. He appears to be dead on Highway 9 heading into the city. And for those of you, there is a car. There's a car on F Street. Those were good times.
1: Not when you were in them. Not
2: when I was in them. As poor as a church mouse.
1: But they were beauty in
2: those times. Yes, there was.
1: Uh, If you want more information about this episode or anything previously released, paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find us on our socials there. If you happen to be one of the handful of folks that like us, uh, it would help share the show if you review the show on where you find your uh, favorite pods. That's what we say. We call the pods. The pod. Yeah. Uh, to review it as well as just simply share potentially on a social media post. And we, I
2: would like everyone to go rent Clear and Present Danger and listen for the line. The phone hang up the phone, Moira, Moira. And then you'll laugh along with us.
1: Take care.
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to com. If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com.